0: Foundations. There are seven mandatory feasts of the Lord. Three of them, the people were required to come to Jerusalem. Passover, Tabernacles and Feast of Weeks. The others, everybody could actually celebrate and keep the feasts wherever they lived. Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. Welcome back to another program of Foundations And today we are going to look at some very important words of Jesus And it's something that we've read many times They sound nice, but what do they really mean? What words would they be, <laughs> Robo? You tell me, Mandy. Okay, we're going to talk about living water mm-hmm. uh, for starters. Before we do that, though, I do actually want to just emphasise again why it's really important that we understand the Jewish foundations. It's really, really important. Most people don't understand why. So I want to use a bit of an example. You know the um, the masterpiece of Leonardo da Vinci called The Last Supper? Mm-hmm. All right, that painting was painted in the year 1498, And over the centuries, it fell into an absolutely deplorable state. Some of the paint was flaking off. It had become really damaged uh, from both pollution, humidity. Uh, It was in such... A bad state that in 1977, uh, Pinin Barcelona, I think that's how you say the name, was asked to undertake a restoration of it of the masterpiece. So she had 500 years worth of dust and grime and grot and mould and candle sort and worst of all, uh, a number of failed attempts by other painters to restore it dating to the 1700s. There were heavy coats of varnish, glue, really poor attempts of other painters filling in all these gaps, using their own interpretations that she had to remove. (laughs) So every square inch of this masterpiece was photographed and there was months and months and months of preparation before she even touched the painting. And when the work commenced, if they had a really, really, really good day... Uh, They might have revealed a section about the size of a postage stamp. What? And it actually took 22 years to do the restoration of (laughs) the Last Supper. You can actually see the before and after photos online. I was so fascinated when I Mm. learned this. I thought, oh, I've got to go and have a look. And it's amazing, the difference. Uh, Now, the essence of the scene didn't change, okay, but all the gloomy shadows were gone. Uh, The Apostle Andrew... It was no longer sullen and miserable. Oh, that's good to hear. Uh, yep, yeah, he was uh, happy again. Jesus' face was glowing. The apostle Matthew now had blonde hair, not black hair. Uh, the apostle Peter's beard and nose were properly cleared up, and the apostle Thomas, who had been missing his left hand, now had it back. <laughs> and all the vibrant colours of the Master were finally revealed. Okay, that had been hidden for centuries. Mm. Now the same, the picture was basically the same picture. But it was now clear. There was more vibrancy, more definition and detail, and it had all been hidden for a half a millennia. Mm. So that's, that's why it's so important because we get the same picture, but if you have the Jewish foundations, it becomes clearer. It becomes more dimensional, more detailed. Now, another analogy, let's say, have you ever watched a really scary movie? Mm. Okay, you have a scary movie. Have you ever watched it with the sound off? No, maybe I should have. <laughs> you, you, you try it next time. Watch something where it's a suspenseful scene and turn the sound off. And all you're doing is you are watching the scene mm-hmm. unfold. But the second you add the dimension of sound effects and music, yep. that kind of like gets you all all <laughs> suspense and and frightened. And you you know you don't go that yeah. way. You know. That's the, you, with the actual dynamic of music and sound effects, you get a completely different mm. viewing experience. So that's why context and culture and the dimension of Jewish foundations is important. Yes, it's the same information. The Jews read their book, we read their book, but because of the, the Jewish heritage and culture, they have a different, deeper, richer, m- more encompassing, Understanding than what we do simply because we lack the knowledge of the cultural setting in which these, the stories that we read in the Bible or these events happened. That's why it's really important we understand a Jewish cultural foundation. I just really wanted to re-emphasize that. Now, today I want to look at something that Jesus said, but again, if you have a little bit of Jewish context and the cultural setting at the time, the words he said mean so much more. But before we do that, I need to do a little bit of a history lesson, okay? So you go back seven, to the year 701 BC, 700 years before Christ. That was when King Hezekiah built a water tunnel in Jerusalem to protect the citizens of the city just in case they were ever besieged. And luckily he did because he was actually mm. besieged by Sennacherib from Syria. Uh, that was when um, Isaiah the prophet was there. Uh, that He was the, one of his contemporaries. Now, you can walk through the tunnel today. I have numerous times, and it's amazing. It's a 2,700-year-old wow. tunnel. And you walk through it. I mean, you jump in at the Gihon Spring. I'm short, so I pretty much get wet right up to my <laughs> to my hips. And then um, you walk about 10 feet, or you wade about 10 feet, and then the water is about mid-calf level, mm. and it's pitch black. There is not a, a hint of light. So you've wow. got to take a torch with you, and you walk through this tunnel, ancient tunnel that was built by Hezekiah until you see daylight and you come out the other end. It's amazing. But then when you get out the end of this tunnel, you walk just a little bit toward the current streets and you get to the Pool of Siloam, Mm. which is only partially excavated because the rest of it is actually under land owned by the Greek Orthodox Church and they won't give permission for the Antiquities Authority to dig it uh, out properly, which is a shame, but... They, they know what the, dimension, the dimensions of the pool are, actually, about 49 by 61 metres. So it's it's not like a little yeah. – it's not a wading pool That's at all. it's a big pool, yeah. It's huge. And, but, but the significance of that is that it used to be during what we know as the Feast of Tabernacles. In Hebrew, it's called the Feast of Sukkot. And at that time – Uh, The high priest would come down every day for the the duration of the Feast of uh, Tabernacles, which is about seven days. He would come down every day and he would collect water and he would then take it back up to the temple and he would pour out an offering of the water Mm. on the altar. But on the very, very last day of the feast, he would actually... um, with Lots of pomp and ceremony You've got you to gotta anticipate the scene here The scene of this was thousands and thousands of people There are seven mandatory feasts of the Lord Three of them, the people were required to come to Jerusalem uh, Passover, Sukkot, or Tabernacles And also Pentecost, mm-hmm. uh, Feast of Weeks Shavuot is what it's called in the Hebrew The others, everybody could actually celebrate And keep the feasts wherever they lived But those were the three feasts where the people were commanded to come to Jerusalem, to the temple. And tabernacles, as you know, is a celebration of God uh, sustaining the people through the wilderness. Well, what was one of the things that the people needed desperately in the wilderness? Mm, Water. Water. And so while they're living in these tents and they could see the sky and the stars through these ramshackle tents that they lived in, Christ, the rock, who provided this living water Mm. that gave them sustenance and life, he followed them around in the wilderness. So then when you look at uh, the celebration of this every single year, you have these people, they flock to Jerusalem, and Jerusalem would have probably swelled to a population of about a million people. And you have the streets aligned and you've got the pomp and ceremony of the high priest. He's making his way down the hill. Let me tell you, Jerusalem is very hilly. So, you know, <laughs> you're walking your way down the hill to the pool of Siloam. And on the last day, he grabs this, this, um, this vessel full of water and he takes it up. All the way back. And the people are cheering and they're waving and they're excited. Uh, the, the, the Feast of Tabernacles is a very, very uh, joyful celebration. Mm. And then he gets all the way back up, all the way back up. And I'm going to finish this tomorrow (laughs) 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 to keep talking about why this was such a significant thing and then what Jesus' words were and why they take on so much significance. Mm. We usually read a portion of Scripture, and we will actually read this portion of Scripture in the next program, Um, but it'll take on a lot more significance. We'll look Mm. at why this water offering was so important we well, are going to leave us in suspense there for 24 hours. That's I can't cruel. help myself. That's <laughs> cruel. Well, we'll uh, continue the conversation tomorrow talking about living water and I guess looking at the significance of Christ as living water in our lives. That's where we will continue tomorrow on Foundations.